Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. To live is the rarest thing in the world. Most people exist. That is all. Oscar Wilde. What's up and welcome back to another coffee talk. For today, I wanted to do another Q&A with you guys considering the last one went so well. I feel like you guys sent in so many good questions, so many good like thought-provoking questions and there were so many that we didn't get to and how many times can I say so many in one sentence? But yeah, I figured it would be fun to do them again. Like I said, I don't know if you guys knew this, but, or probably do because I, I feel like I'm repeating myself a lot with it, but I just wanna like ingrain it in case there's just anyone that's sprinkled in that's a little new. Uh, I've split the coffee talks up into four different sections. So they come in cosmics, espressos, decafs, and coffees. And all of them kind of have different themes. And with coffees, it's supposed to be like, as if we're sitting and hanging out and literally drinking a cup of coffee together. And one of the things that I found I really enjoyed about the last one was that using your guys' questions makes me feel like I actually am sitting and talking with you guys. And it gets you guys a little bit more involved. So I figured maybe for the next few coffee brews, we could do Q&A styles. I'll continue to put more Q&As out on Instagram and you guys can send in your questions. And then the other three brews which are espresso decaf and cosmic I'll come up with the concepts or come up with the the topics or whatever and yeah that could just be like our own little collaborative subsection of coffee so let me know what you guys think about that and aside from that let's jump into your guys's questions because like I said there was so many we didn't get to and so many of them were really good so if you guys did watch the last one you'll know that I Russian rouletted your questions I hope I'm saying that right um, but I basically just like flicked all the comments landed with one and then answered it. I don't know why I'm explaining this to you. So let's go ahead and just do that again because that just added an element of fun. The first question is from stephanie.idk. She asks, have you watched Miss Americana? I have. I vlogged it. I cried. I also felt so inspired. I just, I love Taylor. I feel like two random people that I've recently rediscovered are, or I didn't really rediscover Taylor Swift. I've never, you can't rediscover Taylor Swift. She's always just been queen. But rewatching Lizzie McGuire and then watching Miss Americana and seeing just like kind of Taylor narrate her own life story, it's really brought to my attention just how much of my, like, how much I learned, how much they were just role models, okay? Rewatching Lizzie McGuire, I'm like, I learned so many elementary school life lessons from Lizzie McGuire. And then watching Miss Americana, I was like, Taylor Swift, literally, I wanted to be her. I went as Taylor Swift for Halloween in grade 11, not in like grade nine, in grade 11. And I'm not talking like cool, I'm talking I was wearing a big giant wig and cowboy boots. Like I was just, I, she was my queen. She is my queen. So loved it. Loved Miss Americana. Whitley Chantel or Whitley underscore Chantel wants to know what's your favorite movie? I don't know why this one 
always comes to mind every time I get asked this, but Grease. I don't know why. I'm not even like a huge musical person. Like I don't really love musicals, but Grease Lightning. There's something about it. I'm gonna go with that one. Or Lion King. Someone wants to know my 16 personalities, but I don't, have the, I don't have the time to do the test right now and it's been a little while since I've done it. To be totally transparent, I feel like I am kind of going through a bit of a spiritual journey, spiritual whatever you want to call it. But with the amount of anxiety that I've had lately and with a lot of the messages I feel like I'm kind of downloading and just like journaling and I, I really feel like I'm I'm kind of changing a lot in, in a really good way. So it would be interesting to do it again because I, I wonder if I'd get the same thing. But the last time I did it I got the diplomat and I got the advocate which is quiet and mystical yet very inspiring and tireless idealists. Come to say you know what no I would probably still highly identify. So that's what I was last time. I should do it again. I'll do it again but just not right now. Megan J. Fast wants to know, best advice for someone who struggles with being alone? Oh, wow. Um, okay, so this is a good question. This is a really good question. This is a topic that I've actually wanted to talk about a lot. And I feel like, again, because I am somebody that spends a lot of time alone. And so I hear you. To be honest, being alone is one of those things that I can only ever speak from my experience, but I feel like it's one of those things where naturally us as human beings, we're wired to want to be around other people. We're wired to want to be in a group. We want to be in a community. We want to belong to a set of other humans in a lot of ways. So that's, that's wired in our DNA. That's a part of just our entire chemical makeup, right? That said, we don't live in the same times as we once did, and we don't live in the same communities, we don't live in the same conditions. And so, in a world like the one we live in today, it can be really hard to find your clique, it can be really hard to find your wolf pack, it can be really hard to find your community. And so, my take on it is that I've spent quite a bit of time in my life alone, yet I am deeply programmed to like love. Like I love people with like my whole freaking heart, but the universe or whatever and timing has, has kind of always left me in situations where I've lived alone, I've worked alone. And I think that looking back now, it's, it's interesting how it taught me to basically figure out who the frick I am because I am such a non-conflict, non-friction person that I think if I would have spent a lot of time with other people, I wouldn't have been able to enjoy kind of exploring more of who I was and enjoy unraveling things about life that I was really interested in because I was always kind of a go with the flow girl. I still am. Like when I'm around other people, I'm just down to do whatever whoever I'm hanging out with is down to do. Like I'm not really one to kind of take the lead in those types of situations. So my advice would be if you're spending a lot of time alone, know that it's not forever. There are times in your life, there are times that'll come in and out of your life and phases that'll come in and out of your life where you're meant to spend some time on your own and don't fear it and don't think that there's anything wrong with it just because society maybe doesn't always accept that as a norm. And also to something to be said is you're better off, at least in my opinion, spending a bit more time alone than spending time with the wrong people or surrounding yourself with the wrong energies. The way that I kind of look at time alone is it's almost like a season for the soul. It's a season to evolve. It's a season to sit and be in contemplation, to look at your life, to, you know, 
Think about the relationships that were once a constant that might not be as a constant or where the relationships are positioned in your life right now because you're never fully alone. You know, you always have family. You always have some friends. You always have, we're all interconnected. So I guess, yeah, just take your time alone as a season for your soul. Like find things that you love to do and enjoy having that space and that time to just explore who you are and explore the world through your own eyes and through your own mind and and use that as a time to get more deeply connected to yourself because that season of being alone isn't going to last forever. People are coming for you and your energy is going to sync up to new things that'll take your attention and the grass is always kind of greener, you know? We always want people around when we're alone, but then once we're around a bunch of people, we want to be able to go back to those times where we could just focus in on ourselves. So yeah, try and just look at life that way. If you hyper-focus on the fact that you feel alone, then it's going to seem like there's something wrong with it or that there's something missing in your life when there isn't. You're just either shifting into a different wolf pack or a different community or a different clique or your, your energy is changing in whatever kind of way and you're sinking to new things, but sometimes some things have to fall away before other things can come together. And that alone time is so you can use that and really absorb it and soak it up. And if you do, it's not an easy thing to do all the time. Let me rephrase that. It can be, it's, it is very easy. It's simple, but it's not easy. There it is. But it's a simple thing to do, but it's really hard to do because like I said, our bodies are built to basically want those long lasting relationships, those long lasting deep core communities, but that's not the way we live in this world anymore. It's just the truth. Like we don't really know our neighbors, at least again, this is very general. I'm speaking in very general terms. I know that there's places in the world that aren't like this, but most of us are living in places where we don't really talk to our neighbors. We don't really know. We're kind of more spread out. So yeah, just try and look at your time alone as you're changing and you're, and you're able to kind of do a little bit of soul searching and that can be really fun and really cool. And if you can learn to be comfortable in your own presence and in your own company, then I really think that that is such a powerful thing and it's such a doorway to opening up so much more of life when things do start to pick back up again. Next, we have Emma underscore Rivet wanting to know who's your favorite female celebrity right now? I already took a good portion of this video to praise Taylor Swift, but probably Taylor Swift. Let me think if there's another one. I, I really like Miley Cyrus too. I feel like Miley Cyrus is one of those people where I could hang out with her in real life. I feel like she just seems really cool. I think I would be a little timid or quiet maybe in Miley Cyrus's because she's such a presence, but she just seems like very free spirited. And I think that that's really cool. I know there's more. Betty White. I love Betty White. Again, someone that I would just love to hang out with is Betty White. Ellen. I love Ellen DeGeneres. I like a lot of female celebrities. Anyway, those are my answers. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, 
indoor or outdoor. You can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Ah, I like this one. Okay, so this is again, we're time traveling a little bit with this one because technically by the time you guys see this, I'll be 26. But this question comes from Madison Petrowski and she wants to know what's your favorite part about being 25? Happy almost birthday. Ooh, thank you. And uh, what's my favorite part about being 25? I mean, starting off being 25 and going to see the Northern Lights was pretty damn like top-notch for me because that was uh, that was like number one on my bucket list since I was really little. So definitely going to see the Northern Lights and like taking it off, I guess the number one thing on my bucket list was really cool about being 25 because like in alignment with the fact of just numerology, that's a quarter century too, so that's kind of cool. I don't know. 25 was one of those years where I feel like it was not what I expected it to be at all, and it was everything I needed it to be, but it was thick. <laughs> that's how I feel about 25. I feel like I just didn't even sleep, man. I feel like life just went here I am on the other side. <laughs> Miss Poetry 001 wants to know how to cope with a broken heart. Oh boy. My honest answer is to just be kind and be really patient with yourself because I feel like in my own experience and sometimes I think what can motivate us to numb a broken heart is to feel powerful and to want to feel like we don't care anymore, to want to let this thing go and, and to almost kind of, you know, Maybe again, I could be projecting, but I guess the way that I usually tend to deal with broken hearts is just wanting to be angry and wanting to get mad so that I have a reason to kind of hate whatever is breaking my heart. And that is such an embedded, just, I don't know, I guess coping mechanism. Can you tell that I'm struggling to get a little vulnerable right now? I just feel like when it comes to your heart being broken, like we're talking like that's pain, like that's not fun. You can't sidestep a broken heart. You can't jump over a broken heart. You kind of have to just work your way through it. And so if you're coping with a broken heart right now, just know that it's never going to take as long as you, as you think, but it isn't going to heal itself by pushing it away and by numbing it out. So the longer you pro like the more you prolong feeling the way that you're going to feel, I think the longer and the harder it's going to be to heal and cope that with that broken heart. So just feel it out and feel it out in whatever way feels best for you and trust your intuition, trust yourself, be really kind with yourself, uh, be very compassionate towards yourself. Like if you catch yourself, I don't know, just feeling really down, feeling really out of sorts, just feeling not so much yourself. I guess just don't over identify with anything that comes to the surface during your broken heart. If you feel comfortable enough to let the people around you know, maybe that's 
something you're into. I know that I'm somebody that tends to like to heal alone and I tend to do best healing in my own kind of company. So for me, I tend to be like, yo, this is kind of what's going on. I'm Gucci. I'll let you know if I need you kind of thing. And then I'll just sidestep and kind of go do my thing. But I think it's also important to get around other people and just slowly but surely pick yourself back up. Just don't feel like you have to get up and run or run away from your broken heart. Also don't feel like you have to heal overnight, that you have to just like swallow it whole and be okay with it. It's gonna take some time. It's not gonna be fun, it's not gonna be pretty, but it is, it's teaching you. Let it teach you, let it take you, let it bring you to the next place you need to go because it's exactly what it's meant to do. And if you trust in yourself and you're, and you're on your own side and you take care of yourself, then it's going to make that journey and learning this lesson so much easier and it's gonna make you so much stronger on the other side. Caroline Moore wants to know how to practice tarot on a daily basis. It's a really good question. I mean, how to is just like, you gotta pick up your deck. So the easiest way to do that is to just, if you have a specific, almost kind of like a trigger to that you know you're going to do a tarot reading, it's a really good way to practice. And I feel like the more you do it, the more you'll start to be able to know your deck and also just know your intuition because that's the real thing that you're reading most of the time. You are reading cards and you are using an intuitive feeling to kind of sync things, but in a lot of ways you're just channeling messages that are coming from yourself or coming from your spirits or coming from wherever you believe that that stuff comes from, sorry. So how do you get good at practicing it every day? For me, it was always like, when I first picked up tarot decks and tarot cards, every night before I went to bed, I always pulled a reading. It was just like my pattern, my routine. It was a part of my night routine. And that helped me get really good at knowing my deck and knowing kind of how I communicated with my deck. And then now I would say, I, I don't do tarot every night, but I would probably say at least once a week, I do big readings now. So I started off by just doing like three or four cards. I would be like mind, body, soul, spirit or mind, body, soul, heart, sorry, or I would do past, present, future. And that was kind of how I got to know my deck and how I started. And now I do more, I feel like I don't really do traditional tarot and I, I definitely want to go to like a workshop. It would be really cool to learn the more traditional side. But like I said, I feel like I'm, I'm super, I'm a feeler. I'm an intuitive type. So the more I started to use my deck, the more that I kind of learned my own communications with my deck. And so now I do these really weird, intricate kind of readings, but I don't really know. I've never really looked up if they mean anything, I guess. It's just very like, I'll kind of put things in certain areas because I'm asking questions that are all correlated. I'll just be kind of having a conversation with my deck. It sounds, that sounds so weird, but I don't know. Like I'll sometimes start with mind, body, soul, whatever. And then I'll be like, okay, like, can you tell me more about this and tell me more about that? And then that's kind of how my layouts end up happening. So yeah, just kind of play around with it. I would definitely recommend doing a few readings a week, you know, just three or four cards and kind of getting your own rhythm with it, learning your own communication with it and what the cards mean to you and how they kind of translate to you. And then once you do that, you can kind of start expanding and start doing more readings and things like that. So yeah. So Spacey Lacey wants to know what's your favorite meal? Okay. You know that question where I don't know if you've ever played like 21 questions, but that question where it's like, if you were on death row, what would be your last supper? Like what would be your last meal? My last meal would definitely be pad thai with spring rolls and chocolate chip cookies, but like warm chocolate chip cookies out of the oven. And they've gotta be like more, more chocolatey chunk and not like the, I don't like thicker chocolate chip cookies. I like, I like when you put more baking soda in them and they get like really kind of chewy. That's the kind of chocolate chip cookie I need in my life. So yeah, that'd be my favorite meal.
Fox.613 wants to know, what is the most simple thing you have encountered that has brought you a profound epiphany? Oh boy. Um, to be honest, okay, I'm just gonna digress on something. I don't know how long this is gonna take me. Hopefully it doesn't take me much longer because I do want to answer more of your guys' questions. But like I said, we'll do more coffee talks. I don't know. I just feel like I need to spit this out because it, it all ties into the answer. So how small, like what is the most small significant thing that's brought me an epiphany? One of the things that I feel like I'm kind of going through in my own personal life right now and it's something that I have felt a bit of friction with when I go to film and when I go to specifically kind of vlog and uh, it's the fact that I feel like I need to only like almost kind of filter myself when I talk about it because the way that I would naturally talk about it it's different from what I'm used to putting out online and I guess that I definitely have a fear filter that that stems or, or kind of filters things through worrying about what people say about me I don't know it's something I'm working on but I'm gonna strip it away and just be a hundred percent like I'm just gonna just talk to you exactly how I would talk to my friends, okay? I feel like I'm going through a spiritual awakening. I think I've been going through it for a little while. Uh, it's one of those things where I, I've been a bit more cautious about talking about it around cameras and just like in certain ways because I definitely want to protect it. I feel like it is very... I don't know, it's very profound for me and so I think that, to be honest, everything lately has kind of brought me epiphanies. Like I'm talking as simple as I'll be, I'll wake up in the morning and I'll go down and I'm like making my coffee and I need to unload the dishwasher and uh, a certain mug will come out and it's like this, whatever mug that I would have drank on another day and it just randomly hits me like a question I would have asked on that day when I was drinking said mug. This happened with my yellow mug, that's why I'm using this metaphor. Um, I picked out my yellow mug from my dishwasher the other day and when I picked it out I, I had a flashback to a morning in September when I was drinking out of my yellow mug and I had asked myself a question in my journal and as I picked that mug out of my dishwasher, I think it was like yesterday or the day before, I like the answer just like hit me and I was like whoa, I completely forgot about even asking that question. So things like that, like very very small subtle things and movements and like moments and things that I just see and it triggers something. The other thing that's been happening to me a lot lately is in my day-to-day -day, I'll be talking to somebody, I'll be interacting, I'll be in an Uber, um, I'll be walking down the street, I'll be in the grocery store and something will happen that will kind of, I'll pick up on an energy or I'll pick up on like a mood and as soon as I feel it I have almost like a flashback to a dream that's made me feel that way. Is, I feel like I'm really exposing myself right now, but I just, for instance, I was at the grocery store the other day, there was this guy that looked super familiar. I know I did not know who this guy was, but he looked so familiar, and I almost like could instantly feel what it was like to have known him, but it was in my dream that I had had, I don't know when, but I just could tell that it would have been a recent dream of mine, that that guy was in my dream, I don't know him here, but I knew him in my dream, and it was like somewhere else, like things like that keep on happening to me, and so I'm just kind of like trying not to overthink it. When those things happen and I have these epiphanies, I feel like I'm, I would be, from the outside's perspective, not annoying, but like I am very aware and I keep these things very close to me and I journal about them a lot, but I don't talk about them a lot because I feel like this stuff happens to me almost so much that it kind of freaks me out sometimes. Times that I've maybe talked about it or like uh, brought it up in, in, in certain situations, 
it hasn't always been met with the most like graceful of responses, including from like people in my actual life. So I feel like it's just one of those things that I've always kind of kept close to the heart, just in my own world, in my journals. Me and Larissa talk about a lot of this stuff because of like all that witchy kind of stuff. But I don't know. I just feel like there's a lot of there's like a movement of like, you're not allowed to talk about this unless you're like, you do it this way or you do this or you know this. And I, I just feel like that, I just don't like that kind of constraint. So I, I keep this stuff a lot to myself, but yeah, you guys have been, I, I don't know, today's Q and A, a lot of the cosmic -y questions are coming out to play. So I, I guess I feel like talking about it now, but I know I shouldn't care what people think. I really do know that. And I need to thicken up my skin in one way or another, but at the same time, I just, I am such a non-conflict person. Like I can't, I don't know how else to express it. I just don't like, I really don't like conflict. I could never imagine going on YouTube or going on someone's video or going on anyone's anything and, or seeing anyone do anything that's not hurting anybody, but that they're into or enjoying or that they trust or love within themselves and trying to kind of, I guess, challenge it because it looks different from my own. That's something that I struggle with. I'm falling down a wormhole right now, but I guess I'm just trying to say that even Outside of spirituality, I sometimes put such a filter between me and what I say to a camera because I'm so... The things that are important to me are really important to me and I'm very sensitive and I'm very non-conflict. So it's not necessarily that I'm a pushover. It's just that like I won't really... I don't know. It just doesn't seem like it's worth my time to like fight people that are just kind of going against what I'm doing and saying. But it also then sometimes sticks in my head because I don't like seeing it. And so... This is the longest wormhole ever. I don't even know why I'm telling you guys this, but yeah, that's just kind of why I've held my spirituality really close to me and not really brought it up a lot in vlogs or shown it a lot on camera and all of that stuff. So if it's something you guys want to hear more about and you guys want me to talk more about, I'm happy to. I also know that there are so many people that don't want to hear about it. So that's why I kind of did the cosmic brews within the coffee talks and why I'm trying to kind of keep things kind of catered over there or just organized over there. Anyway, let's do one more question. That was a really long tangent. Thank you for listening. I feel like I need to just get that off. I didn't even know I was going to like say that, but I just get so, I can feel my body getting warm and like nervous. My anxiety has been a little higher than usual. And so I, again, I don't know why I care so deeply about it, but I do. And I'm working on it anyway. One more question. Okay. I've been talking forever. So the last question I'm going to answer is from she, S-H-I-I-I underscore Alicia, wanting to know ways to raise your vibration, frequency, or light. That's a really good question. Okay. I'm sorry. This totally turned into like a cosmic coffee brew, but I mean, I have space buns in my hair. Are we surprised? We shouldn't be surprised. My favorite way of raising my vibration, my favorite thing that I guess I've really started to implement more routinely into my day-to-day even my nights, actually, I, I've been doing this so heavily ever since December-ish is affirmations. So that's my favorite way to raise my vibrations because that I just feel like I am somebody that because I have really bad anxiety and I've struggled with depression before, but I find that around the winter times, it doesn't hit me full force, but it definitely starts to kind of dampen my mood a little bit. And so my brain is a little bit more programmed towards negative thinking and, and it's something that I I think I kind of cause anxiety with myself to be super conscious and to be super aware and attuned to my thoughts because I know that if I'm not a lot of the times I might not realize how negatively I'm thinking so that is something that has always kind of been 
a, a thing for me and with this year it's been a bit big focus to reprogram my brain to be a bit more positive and affirmations help a lot with that now I am a feeler so I feel like it's really easy for me to sink emotions to things but it's not out always so easy for me to logically believe things to say things or write things down that sounds weird but the whole like manifesting and all of that stuff sometimes I get a little overwhelmed when it comes to those things so yeah my anxiety has been off the charts lately I've already said that like a million times, but affirmations really help with that. There's an affirmation that I literally have for February that is, I am relaxed and peacefully ambitious. And that affirmation, every time I've been anxious this whole month, I'll literally just kind of put my hands like on my chest when I feel my anxiety starting to pick up, especially with work and stuff, because a lot of the times anxiety really can, it can also be excitement or that's what I've basically programmed my brain to believe. So there are times where I'm working on a lot of things and I start to feel my anxiety pick up and then I have to kind of remind myself like these are exciting things, but to do so, it, it's a humbling reminder to be like, yo, you can be ambitious and excited, but you can do so peacefully and from a relaxed state. So I put my hands on my chest and I'll be like, um, <laughs> this is so weird doing this on camera, but like I am relaxed and peacefully ambitious. And you just keep on saying that. Uh, I felt really weird doing that, I'm not gonna lie, but you keep saying it in, in your own space until you feel that energy. And a lot of the times it takes like three or four times for me and all of a sudden I'll kind of feel my chest loosen up a little bit and then I'm able to kind of sit back in my seat, relax, metaphorically and physically and still be productive and still get into what I'm doing. So affirmations are a big one. I would say another really good way to kind of raise your light or your vibrancy or your frequency. The other biggest one for me is movement. And my two favorite ways to do so are yoga and dancing. So I don't know if you guys watch my vlogs. If you do, then I recently did a hip hop dance class, but it's because dancing is one of those things that I love to dance. Like I love dancing around my house. I love dancing around my room. I loved dancing and I danced in cheerleading and I danced growing up, but yeah, just dancing in general, like going to live music, dancing. I've had my biggest kind of euphoric feelings during dance, whether it's at festivals, and I'm not talking like drugs, like, yo, I'm gonna be so honest with you, like, no drugs involved. I'm talking literally just in a sea of people at a festival, and I have like this feeling that I just like am floating, no drugs involved. Um, so yeah, dancing is another one that I feel like really raises my vibrations, and it makes sense. It would raise yours as well. Like, it would raise everybody's because you're putting on music and you're you're using your energy, like you're using you're sinking to a higher vibration, you know. And then yoga is also another really good way to rise your vibrations or raise your vibrations. Sorry, because I feel like not only is yoga really good for calming and creating a sense of consciousness in your body, but then it, it also kind of like I, what I was saying with the whole anxiety thing, um, yoga has been one of the biggest remedies for my anxiety because the days that I find it hardest to focus in and stretch are usually the days that I am kind of ignoring something that's going on in my body. And that's when I catch or my awareness gets stuck to, oh, there I go, I'm doing it again, and then I'm able to reinsert an affirmation. So yoga really helps with that because I feel like our bodies are really just communicating things that are going on on a much, much deeper level. So a lot of the times when you have a pain or an ache or something is bothering you on your body, it can actually be tied to a lot of emotions, a lot of traumas that might be going on in different 
on different levels. So yoga is really good for, in my experience anyway, it's really good for discovering where in my body I might be holding some tension, I might be holding some emotion and being able to move through it and release it. And I find that the same kind of euphoric experience that I've gotten from dancing, especially dancing at like festivals and in big crowds, I find for whatever reason, that's like the, I just get like, woo, I feel like I'm floating. I've also had that experience with yoga and meditation, but in a different way, it's a little bit more um, relaxed and it's a little bit more almost like taking the back door into that same energy. Uh, whereas dancing, it feels like you're revving up that energy. Yoga and meditation almost feels like you fall through that energy. Like you almost kind of like let go and, and you just, you don't drop like heavily. You just kind of float into it. I don't know. This is getting weird, but yeah, like I said, this has turned into a cosmic Q and a cosmic coffee, if you will. So hopefully you guys liked it. So there you guys have it. That was my answers to your guys' questions. I hope you guys enjoyed hanging out with me today, sipping on a coffee. I'm not gonna lie. It's actually um, pretty late into the night that I'm filming this. I am uh, getting some, some work done on the weekend and figured it would be nice to just split a little decaf and hang out with you. It's really funny, like not to get super down another wormhole before I let you guys go. But I do find it really funny how even just like the fact that I put space buns in because I was feeling a little galactic today, the purple lights going on behind us, we filmed a little later than usual. And then all of the questions that came through were super cosmic. Like we totally, I mean, maybe, I don't know. I just feel like that was aligned. We kind of manifested that cosmic energy. So hopefully you guys enjoyed it. And aside from that, if you guys want to be involved in the next Q&A, be sure to go follow my Instagram. I will probably be asking it on my personal Instagram, although I have the Co's Instagram link down below too. Um, but yeah, just go check that out and you guys can write in your questions for the next Q&A. Aside from that, I love you guys to the moon and back. I hope I answered your guys' questions. I felt a little all over the place, or shall we say spacey? We got into some, some deep, topics and I'm really, I am really working on getting better at unraveling that filter, at unraveling that piece of me that is so consciously aware of the fact that I'm talking to such a broad range of, of different individuals that not everybody's going to agree with everything I say. And uh, yeah, to just try and slowly build up that muscle of just not caring or not giving a fuck. See, I can't even say not giving a fuck. Like it just feels so harsh. Like I do give a fuck. It's not even, you know what I mean? Uh, I'm going to go. Bye guys.